Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Bruce ain't going, Mom, I want one. <laughs> come Ross, come Keith, come Bruce. Right on that, Uber now was. Yuckety yuck, Mick McManakin. The British Bulldog is part of the new generation. You may all bow before Keith Mabel. Yeah. Here it comes, here comes the Jack Knight. On the new generation and the world wrestling Welcome, everyone, to the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review. As the other Cultaholic lads recover from not very extreme rules rules, we are here via our Ica Pro Power DeLorean, where nothing is extreme and the rules are minimal. Who be we? I be fake Geordie, radio presenter with our portfolio, former Cultaholic heavyweight champion Tom Campbell. I am joined uh, by Cultaholic Penn, new boy still... Jackins. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. We need some I need to work on some catchy in fact at Tom Campbell on Twitter, you know how we previously would do uh, the bear in the big blue bar cage, the head pen, a cultaholic doesn't need a pencil, gets it right every time. Justin Henry from off of America. Need some for Jackins. Get on that. The the brummy cat and the twat and the heart. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm alright with that. The brummy cat. I like I'm glad that I'm a cat. Oh, nice. We're, we're, we're both cat men. We are both. Did we decide? Did we decide the other day that we're both mummy bears? <laughs> in, we, we are. Yes. In the in the uh, LGBT community, we we will be mummy bears. Yes. I'm all right. And I didn't know mummy bears were even a thing. I thought yeah. they were just bears, and that's the end of it. No, it's uh, uh, a friend of mine was on. Uh, it was an app over in Canada called I think it was Scruff, Scruff, which was for gay men who liked hairy gay men like a like a tinder slash grinder type of thing yeah but it was just more niche um my, i like that my my friend he was small but he was a very hairy man so he told me that he was a baby bear right and because i'm a, a bit of a chunkier man i'm a i'm a mama bear right and then my other friend who's a big bodybuilder is a, a daddy bear ah Ah, they, I think I think I'm trying to think an example of like when when we talk about bears and stuff. I think the only, the daddy bear I think of wrestling would be a guy called Paro. Uh, seek him out from Effie's Big Gay Brunch and other things. He's very much a daddy bear of wrestling. I do believe. And I'm happy <laughs> for him to be a daddy bear, and we could be baby bears. How's your week been anyway? <laughs> How's it been? Not not too bad. Oh, weekend rather. We're doing we, this on the Monday post Extreme Rules. We are um, quiet, very yeah. quiet, and then uh, obviously today 
up here in the lovely northeast, it's been absolutely bucketing down. You see, you should have done what I did and get in before the rain started yeah. at like three in the morning or whatever time I rock up. See, I left before the rain started and while I was on the train, went through a tunnel and came back out the other side and it was like doomsday. I and was it like, was oh. waiting for you. Yeah, it was. That's it was nice. like, come on, come have a little walk in this. You mentioned earlier that you you felt like it was, you, you, know, you mentioned it was cold earlier. As a northern lad, I'm surprised. I've 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 completely softened up. Apparently, really? I think it's because this this shirt I'm wearing. It's still my coat got soaked and my oh. collar and like the arse is still a bit damp. So I think as the wind hit that while I was outside, I was just like, oh, oh, hold me. I just I just remembered from this morning where uh, you asked um, <laughs> you asked Ashton if you could jump into the women's toilets that had a hand dryer so you could dry your arse yeah. out. <laughs> no shame here. No one likes a wet bum. No, no <laughs> especially the proprietor of said wet bum. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure as you left, you said, does anybody want to join me? <laughs> Well, it was a lovely <laughs> offer. If, I, if I'd had a wet bum, I might have taken you up on it, but it would have just been weird because I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I like that. So uh, should you ever get a wet bum when visiting at Coldaholic, then uh, please ask permission to use the ladies' bathroom because it's the only one with a hand dryer. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just paper towels and that. <laughs> No one, no one likes that. On no. A, no one likes paper towels on a wet ass on a Monday morning. I think Shakespeare said that. But yes, definitely. Yeah. We are here to talk about Raw from 1995. Mm. I know it's it's uh, it's quite the chalice that we have been drinking from for many years on the Classic Raw Review. We are just a week away. Well, well, just a couple of days away from In Your House Three. So this is the go home show we're talking about today for In Your House Three mm. from the 18th of September. Is it the 18th? Yeah, it is the 18th of September. Because some reports said 18th, some said 21st. Yeah, um, I think Vince McMahon was referring to it as a special Thursday Night Raw. Right. So it was, I think it's it's the last of the pre-tapes from August 28th. Right, okay, okay. So 21st of September then. 21st of September. Right. right, with you. So this week in the real world, Coolio's Gangster's Paradise, still number one in the U.S., Banger. Michael Jackson, you're not alone. Still number one in the UK. Mm. Uh, to Wong Fu, thanks for everything. Julie Newmar, still number one in the US box office. However, it's like change to the UK box office. Braveheart's number one now. Oh, bloody hell. Remember seeing Braveheart first time round? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A withering review of Braveheart from yeah. Jackins. Is, I've, I've never liked seeing, I can watch anything gory apart mm. from medical gore. That rubbishes me up but as a kid I, couldn't, I didn't like seeing people getting their throat slit oh. and there's a lot of slittage in uh, <laughs> in Braveheart and then I got older and I thought that's oh, just a load of bold bollocks isn't it really it's just... <laughs> the bit that I didn't like from Braveheart that made me feel a bit queasy is the bit that you don't actually see which is the bit that, oh spoilers by the way for Braveheart yeah. if you've not seen it <laughs> Imagine you ruined Braveheart. I'm gonna watch it later. Um, the bit at the end where he's getting hung, drawn, and quarterly, Ooh. but you don't see it, but you know they're pulling all these bits out from his tummy. Yeah, and it's just you're watching Mel Gibson act his literally act his face off <laughs> and scream freedom at the end. I can imagine you as a young boy, face painted white and blue, just sweating with fear as you see him. Terrified, see Mel Gibson. Like he is the most Scottish man I've ever seen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I'm a Campbell. I've seen a fair few Scots Scotch. <laughs> 
Fraser's not going to be helping. Oh, no. he's, he'll get over it. Yeah. We'll play Proclaimers again for a minute. It'll be fine. <laughs> also, um, on this particular day, uh, oh, I, I, had the, I had the temerity earlier to call the Proclaimers song that played on the radio a dirge. He didn't like it. I didn't uh, like it. It's, it's awful. awful. No, it's, a, no, it's a great song. Uh, it's no 500. My heart. I can't sing it, can I? My, my heart was broken. Broken. <laughs> See, this is where we were doing Mulligan and O'Hare before we came on. This is, my heart is broken. Yeah. My rose has left me. Um, also on this day, nothing to do with the proclaimers, yeah. Space Shuttle Endeavour landed back on Earth, completing NASA's 100th successful crewed space flight. This is extra funny because the uh, Endeavour's number is STS-69. Nice. nice. <laughs> Very crude. Mm. Well crude, that is. What was happening in the wrestling world, though, Jackie? Well, ooh, I think uh, Uncle Dave Melter had a, a banger of a newsletter this week, oh, I'll tell you. Monkey Dave. Lots have been going on. Um, the main thing, this made me do a double take, mm -hmm. like most things that Dave Melter writes. Because um, obviously we've still got the fallout of Lex Luger turning up in his lovely pirate shirt. <laughs> um, so, uh, in the newsletter dated September 25th, WWF were claiming that Lex Luger was under contract until January 6th, 1996. Luger was claiming he was working without a contract for the last few months and also claimed to some that WWF went back to his contracts, contract, tip-exed part of it out and <gasps> refilled the dates. Shysters! Do you reckon they... I reckon they... I mean, it's... All we've heard is that Lex is without a contract. Yeah. I could see them being a bit... Just imagine Vince getting out of the <laughs> It's literally Vince dabbing it. it. Change the date, damn it! Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I, and they could do with the money from a lawsuit. Yeah. So I could I could see them doing it. What shystery behaviour? I mean, uh, oh, again, you know, Paragons of Virtue, WWF, it's very unlike them to mm. <laughs> Absolutely. In, in what was big news at the time, but in hindsight is even bigger news, Steve Austin was fired by WCW. Never heard of 15th. him. Yeah. Never heard of him. Uh, Meltzer pointed to the cliquey nature of WCW being against Austin, with Hogan's camp, and I quote, dismissed Austin as a highly paid wrestler who was a good worker with no charisma. Fair point. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny when you read these? Yeah. That's what I love about doing this show, is reading The Observer from this time, and just the little footnotes of like, uh, Hogan doesn't like him. Oh, that's a shame for Steve Austin. Yeah. Hope, he, hope he lands on his feet somewhere. He has... Oh, now, there's already been some conversation from The Observer. They mention how uh, WWF seems like an, uh, a viable option for him, yeah. but he's more likely going to spend a bit of time in ECW. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I can see that mm -hmm. happening. Because yeah. by this point... Uh, it's not mentioned in the Observer, but from watching like documentaries on Steve Austin, by this point, Paul Heyman has put a call in oh, yeah. and said, "Hey, you've got a grievance. I've got a television show. Come and air it." And then the, the off, off to the races we go with some magic involving Steve Austin and ECW. Oh, it, it, it's the stuff of Bongo. I like <laughs> Monday Night. Oh, Monday Night Grill. Oh, we got Jared Hall on a pole. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Uh, elsewhere, WWF announced In Your House 4 on October 22nd. This is before In Your House 3 has even taken place. Okay, keen. Um, keen. All I'll say is the dark match slash local main event was Bret Hart versus Isaac Yankum. So Bret Hart couldn't even make the pay-per-view. I mean, it's a slightly better main event than the one we talked about last week, mm. which was last week we talked about the house show run, and it was headlined by... Uh, the Bushwhackers versus um, the, oh, the Blue, Blue Brothers. Brothers. Oh. So, slightly better. The house show run has been awful for WWF at this point. 
House show business has been rough. I'm not surprised. No, uh, they did a they did what was called here uh, the most disastrous Florida tour in the history of the company <laughs> in this week. Uh, Dave says, aside from a crowd of around 2,000 in Jacksonville, none of the shows cracked a thousand. Two dates were cancelled. Gold dust wound up being cheered in most cities because he's be they they they're sticking him out. We've seen him doing vignettes and stuff, but we're not seeing him debut on TV for a little bit. So they're putting him on house shows, but. As soon as he takes off his wig, everyone goes, Oh, it's Dusty's lad! Yay! Yay! So that's that's not ideal. No, definitely not. <laughs> it's not been it's not been a good time. You you can't be a, you can't boo a roads in Florida. No. There's an amazing piece of business from a, a house show in Montreal this mm. week, which when we get to Jean should we say that bit for when we get to Jean Pierre Lafitte's match? Let's. I think because yeah. it's a it's a it's a cracking <laughs> bit of business. <laughs> cracking bit of business. In, uh, in, in in my usual spotlight on All Japan from 1995. Chadkin's All Japan News. Dash, dash, dash. They've announced Masawa versus Kabashi and Kawada versus Gary Albright for October 25th. That's going to be quite good, probably. That will be beefy boys battering Ooh, each other. A lot of, uh, lot of sausages. <laughs> <laughs> beef sausages. I believe beef, a lot of sausages was how it was described <laughs> in The Observer the following week. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably going to be better than any match we'll watch for the remainder of the year on this podcast. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it it's that good. I've never seen it. No, it, well, see, with me and all Japan, it's not... I'm not fully in, but I've not dipped in a toe. I'm about shin deep. Okay. So I know Do you think you'll like. go like knee deep or bollock deep before the end of our, I hope our so. run? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Because it's, it's, I've seen the big belts. I know I've seen the big boys. I know what I like. I know how good it is. But it's having the time. It's tracking it down. So when I see that a show's got Kawada versus Albright and Masao versus Kabashi, I can hazard a guess that it'll probably yeah. be very, very good. It would have to be something would have to go horribly wrong for that to not be brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Those two. I'm going to make my homework to watch that match. Yeah. I'll report back next week. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to be su super into all Japan, I need to, you know, I know you're shin deep. I'm like, like toenail deep. So I need to catch up. Oh, it's very so good I'm going to do some all Japan research when we're back together again. Uh, and the last bit I'll go with, uh, WWF have officially signed Tony Norris from SMW after working some house show dates nice! in the summer. And we'll soon meet him as the imposing Ahmed Johnson. In a roof! In a roof! It's like he's in the room! I'm going down! In a We like what you do, uh, Tony. Uh, can you just come in and make some noises? Just... <laughs> Sound. <laughs> he was the voice of the thwomps from Super Mario. <laughs> That's a reference on <laughs> Wrestled like them too. Um, oh, we've got lots of fun with Tony Norris. They really get the, like, I, there's a point where we'll talk about it where you kind of think they're gonna. This is the guy that's gonna go yeah. all the way. They like, they they strap the rocket to him. They, they make really him the Kuwaiti champion. For goodness' <laughs> sake! <laughs> and of course, it was all leading up to his amazing WCW run. <laughs> oh, that's exciting! Oh, the 
there's so much shit to come. Yeah. I'm so very excited. Are those is, is those are some good notes. So, yeah. Some decent notes. Yeah. Some decent notes. I like it. Um, the only other bit I clocked was Techno Team 2000 oh. returning to USWA. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for coming, Eric Watson, Chad Fortune. <laughs> Your run has already ended. Happy days, lads. <laughs> So this week on Monday Night Raw, it was uh, majorly hyped last week. Two big matches. Uh, it was We're going to see Men on a Mission, Mo and Mabel, mm-hmm. versus Owen Hart and Yokozuna. As we get, as there is like a tune-up match for them for In Your House 3, which will be the triple header for all the titles. Uh, and also Razor Ramon and 1-2-3 Kid. Uh, big hype for them in the opening package for this one uh, as they've had a big fallout and they're going to uh, sort their shit out uh, in the first match of Monday Night Raw this week. This is, That was it. Last week, they showed clips of the matches yeah. ahead of time. And it kind of gives some leniency to what Dave said in The Observer. He said, despite rumors to the contrary, there's no serious discussion of WWF going live more often because of Nitro. Mm. By the way, the results are in for the first uh, Monday Night Raw head-to-head what are we saying? All right. Nitro 2.5, mm-hmm. Raw 2.2. Mm. The first one is a win for Nitro. Now, obviously, the uh, this doesn't mean like Nitro, this is it now. This this isn't the start of the 83 weeks. No, no. This is obviously a perverted interest pop for Nitro, which bumps them over Raw this week, but not by a whole lot. No. Not by a massive amount. That, so the, that was the Shawn Michaels and Sid pre-take main event mm-hmm. uh, up against... Um, uh, Lex Luger and Hulk Hogan, which is a rubbish live main event. <laughs> um, so no plans despite this to, to go live more often because Dave says, beside the fact production costs will be ridiculous compared to the potential return on it, the amount of money they make from the show selling ads isn't enough to offset expenses of going live. If hyping and giving away the store, uh, giving away everything on Raw overshadows the pay-per-views and house shows, the company's goose will be cooked. And, it, and it's interesting to put that here because this is Dave basically saying... Um, there's no point in throwing money uh, because the TV money isn't worth it. Whereas nowadays, wow. like the TV money is a big bulk of what it's, the company makes. It's pretty much the be all end all at this point. Yeah, place, but, at, but at this point, it was a fraction of, it was all about live events and ticket mm. sales and merch, but the t- so the TV money really didn't make it worthwhile them running live. So they were just gonna, I guess, just, just hope this all goes away on its own. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see how they get on. We'll see how they get on. Yeah. We are opening with the, the big video package. Uh, I like it raw, now lyricless. Did you notice this? No, I didn't actually. They dropped the, they dropped all the sung lyrics on I like it raw. Oh, I was just... Song's already gone. I, Song's I, dead. I was just paying attention to the imagery, and like I said last week, of Shawn Michaels leaping and somehow getting undressed in midair. <laughs> um, it, I was actually I was distracted as well, because there was a... A look back at last week's Raw as well, scored to a horrible rip-off of Aerosmith's Love in an Elevator. Yes! <laughs> so, so I was just going, ooh, <laughs> spicy that. They do love a dirty rip-off. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Hart is the grandmaster of... Oh, he's fantastic. The dirty rip-offs of I mean, wrestling songs. That's one thing I'm jealous about with you and Sam doing the Nitro watchbacks. The incredible rip-offs of all the grunge hits oh. of the early 90s. Oh, we've, I'm excited to, to listen to Smells... Doesn't smell like Teen Spirit for the <laughs> First time. <laughs> you see, it's not, it doesn't go doo doo, it goes doo doo. And that's how we don't get sued. And that's what self high five means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clap your own hands, you stranger. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's no lyrics. 
They've been like I can imagine Vince heard the song and went, I don't like it. <laughs> Get rid of it. Keep the theme to it. I don't want the lyrics. And it's good because the lyrics were shite. Yeah. I'm happy they're gone. Uh, Razor Ramon versus One Two Three Kid opens the show. Uh, Vince McMahon heavily insisting that Dean Douglas is behind the friendship divide of Ramon and Kid. Uh, it's a decent enough match. Razor lands a gorgeous top rope fallaway slam in the first couple of minutes, and Razor comes across as the heel. Here, ultra like he's never wrestled like a baby face anyway. No, but he's like ultra aggressive here. It's the Razor character for me just can't work as a face. Excuse me, obviously, he does, but just all the stuff like I'm gonna carve you yeah. up, it's not face, it really isn't. And obviously, but then not, nor was Steve Austin true, but. For this time, when it was, you know, the bright mm. colors and everyone going, oh, yeah, it's Razor. Come on. It's mm. it's a man named after a literal Razor. He's either <laughs> going to slice a face or a big pile of cocaine with it. So, <laughs> full, full disclosure, when I was a kid, I used to think, why does he have ticket stubs on his on his tights? Uh, <laughs> he'd been down the arcade. I, did, I thought he'd been down the arcade and hit the whack-a-mole. <laughs> Traded them all in for a sharpener. I thought that's. I genuinely thought it was a ticket. It was a little ticket stub. Yeah. I was a young and naive kid, and then in 06 when I'm going, why are they using ticket stubs for the ECW logo? That's when I think I was probably too protected. <laughs> Only when I bought my first hand, my first like like manual razor, mm. manual shaver. Did I go, ah, sad, in it? Sad, in it? <laughs> Took me by my first Gillette to go, ah! <laughs> Running downstairs and you're on this going, Mom! Mom! <laughs> Blood pouring down my hand. Mom! I know what this means! I saw this on a man's trousers! I'm the bad guy now! I'm the bad guy now! Blood, 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 blood. <laughs> it's a lovely time. Uh, so... Uh, fall away slam off the top was really mm. nice like that a lot Kid holds his own despite ultra aggressive Razor uh, almost shuts him down with a sleeper that goes through the commercial break Ramon fights out beautiful backdrop Ramon clatters into Kid who in turn clatters into Earl Hebner out you go Earl here comes Dean Douglas landing a top rope splash onto Razor Ramon uh, he gets paper thrown at him by at least one fan as he makes mm-hmm. his exit after a run in Ramon is out cold for about a minute and a half until Kid crawls over and makes the cover for the win. What did Dean Douglas have in his shirt that made that splash so damned effective? He, he had Bret Hart's uh, metal plate. Ah, that makes sense mm. now. So years later, he was like, hey, Bret, I used this to get one over the click. It might give you some good luck. <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. I just, because I was just like, that's, that's, that's silly. That's <laughs> silly, Billy. Uh, backstage, Dean Douglas gives the grades for the match. He give a... He gives the one, two, three kid a D for dumb. He gives Ramon an E for elevate, which is what he's trying to do by fighting him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gives an A for himself and the in your house match an N for no brainer. And then he d- circles the letters, the grades, and it spells Nyad. Oh, good old Nyad. <laughs> oh, Nyad Suglad. <laughs> Great to see him. It spells D. Oh, what do we reckon opening match? I, I can't recall Razor or Scott Hall ever working this fast. He, he, he was amazing in this. They, they mm. both were. They were both fantastic. I did notice a bit of audio sweetening, though. The crowd erupted when Wanty Free Kid locked in a sleeper. But the faces <laughs> at ringside, they went erupting. Ah, oh, they did that with Omega and uh, Danielson. Yeah, no, no one was <laughs> Dynamite last they were, week. They were sitting on their hands in Arthur Ashe. But uh, no, I, I, I really like this. I did think the end was silly just for the fact that this got the Wanty Free Kid the win and... 
It was just... Uh, it, and it, was, it just took too long to get the pin. It did, yeah. It was like three Booker T pedigrees long, it felt <laughs> oh, like. Oh, 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 let's not. Uh, is but, it too uh, soon still? It's still too soon. Still too soon. Still too soon. Um, Dean Douglas, Razor Ramon, we're getting it in your house next week. <laughs> <laughs> Jackin's face said it all. But this is like, but what we're going to get next week. By the way, uh, next week it'll be a watch along of In Your House 3. Uh, we're going to watch the whole darn thing. Ooh, uh, and we're going to see the, the peak of Dean Douglas's WWF run uh, next week. Thanks for stopping by, Shane Douglas. Cheers for coming, mate. Much appreciated. Uh, yeah, like, as you say, like, Ramon had a bit of pep in his he step. He really did. And when he, when he was on like this, he was ever so good. It, it, it's almost like him and Sean Walton were friends. <laughs> they went. They clicked in the ring. <laughs> but no, I, I thought this. Yeah, really, really good opener. Um, like I said, bit of a bit of a fart of an ending. But um, now, what else do you expect from Raw in nineteen ninety five? Yeah, yeah. The Million Dollar Corporation is what we expect. Oh, of course it is. They're up next. Karma and Tatanka facing the dynamic duo of Savio Vega and Bob Holly. Here's a fun little thing with taping shows is sometimes things are taped out of order, out of sync. Uh, unplanned moments, for example, maybe a title will change hands on a live tour. Maybe somebody will get injured or maybe somebody will be fired. <laughs> Before their last match airs, oh. uh, Dave Meltzer says Tatanka's suspension looks to have turned into a firing. The story is there was an alleged incident in December 1994 at a hotel in Anaheim, California, involving Tatanka and a woman who is apparently threatening a lawsuit, uh, with, with also featuring other WWF wrestlers. Uh, this has led to Tatanka leaving the company. We don't know anymore at this time what this alleged lawsuit is. I looked it up and I even put I put in my notes. I won't say what it was because it was quite grim. It's pretty grim. Yeah. Uh, Tatanka was exonerated though. Okay. We, we have to go here and say Chris Chivas, is that his name? Chris Chavis. Chavis, yes. yes. Chavis. So yeah. He's very retweet happy on Twitter, is, is Chris he? Chavis. He's exonerated. I'll just don't wanna, yeah. don't wanna yeah. just don't wanna just tire over that with the next bit. Um he's very retweet happy. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you literally, I think if you tweet Chris Jarvis, he will retweet you. No, oh, get the old chops on Twitter. Yeah, Fantastic. Rechop, if you will. <laughs> he's very good like that. Uh, but at this point in time, he's been let go from the company. But you know, we're, we've got a backlog of taped stuff. Yeah, we're on the war. Uh, we're on the warmed up cold cuts of Monday Night Raw tapings. <laughs> Always Ooh. a joy. Uh, we get footage of Million Dollar Man before this match starts, covered in what Vince McMahon describes as good old-fashioned American slop. <laughs> None of that commie European slop. None of that imported muck. Good old-fashioned American <laughs> bits of garbage <laughs> full of water and sick. <laughs> Oh, Vince. Good old-fashioned American slop. That's the kind of slop I want when uh, I'm being doused by... <laughs> when, I wanna, when, when I hate myself and I just want to eat quite literally like a pig, I don't want any of that foreign muck. I want American muck. This is why we left the EU. Because so. <laughs> they, they were controlling our slop. And we, we want to make our own slop. But also, can, can you please come back and make some slop for us? Because yeah, we've run out. Yeah. <laughs> Our pigs aren't happy. They're really, really sad. They're like, oh, we expected things to get better than this. <laughs> I don't understand it. When when we left the EU, we thought the pig said we thought the slop would improve <laughs> automatically. But it hasn't. It's almost like the EU wasn't the problem. Just <laughs> Sorry, don't get political. Don't get political. We'll, sa we'll save this for when we get back upstairs. Oh, shall we? Shall we? That's a nice idea. Um... 
Yeah, so American slop courtesy of Henry Godwin <laughs> from an episode of Superstars. Uh, it's the first time that Vega and Holly have teamed, probably the last. Mm. Uh, Laura ma- Laura makes his second joke of the night about Hurricane Marilyn flattening the Caribbean. <laughs> Two jokes. Terrible. Two jokes made in the in the space of twenty minutes. This is this is a record. Uh, Vega gets worked over by million dollar lads. Holly is very angry. So angry he's forgotten the rules of tag team wrestling. <laughs> Karma catches Holly off the top with a power slam for the sudden win. Nearly breaks Holly's neck by coming down too low. Jeez! Yeah. Tough landing. He's, he's no Rick Steiner, Karma, is he? No! <laughs> what do we make of Karma and Tatanka versus Vega and Bobby, Bobby, Oli, Oli? It wasn't very good, was it? It really wasn't. I was a, I was a fan of the Karma gimmick. I I think it is one of the more underrated gimmicks because it was somehow ahead of its time. But when they were setting this up, like the karma, the karma gimmick, like they showed him like fighting and Mm. and he was dressing like um, there was a a, a, an MMA guy at the time who he was basically cosplaying as for Mm. it. It all felt really different. Yeah, like he'd go around his motorbike and he looked rough as hell, and then it was just (laughs) like just like this. This you just get mucked in with a million dollar corporation. Yeah. It's just he got lost in the ship. I genuinely think if they let him be on his own or let just to let Ted just manage him, yeah, would have been all right. If he would have had him as like a proper prize fighter, mm. and DiBiase's like, well, I'm making a cut, and I love a bit of money. Yeah, he, it's, it's so easy, but for whatever reason, they went, no, he needs to tag team with the evil Native American. Oh God. We've had some fun with Tatanka doing this podcast. There was um there was the the time that he had his um he was presented with his with his tribal headwear. Ooh. And it was a very emotional bit with Tatanka talking like about how much it means to him because he's legitimately Native American mm-hmm. and how much this means. And in the ring is Chief Jay Strongbow, famous <laughs> non-Native American, who's just like and Tatanka's going, I want to thank Chief Jay Strongbow. It's an honor to have you in the ring with this happening. And Jay's like Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey yo, it's me, it's Chief J Strongbow. Hey, oh no! I'm Native American! Hey! <laughs> hey! Get me in a wigwam! Hey! I'm walking here! It'd be like Drew McIntyre thanking Mel Gibson for being, <laughs> for being the proudest Scotsman of all time. <laughs> That's it! But like with, with Mel Gibson trying to do that Homer Simpson gif of hiding in the hedge <laughs> as he's talking. Like Chief J Strongbow trying to make himself as small as possible, but oh. <laughs> really not working. Oh. Um, Savio Vega set to fight Waylon Mercy at In Your House. Mm. Waylon Mercy. You haven't seen Waylon Mercy yet, have you? On the no. Oh, no, no. well before his time. It's the, the gimmick is 10 years too early. The wrestler is ten years too late. It's yeah. a it's such an anomaly. Like like every like the promos they did were so were so different. They mm. were so fresh. And it's just I'm so sad this didn't land. This is like Bray Wyatt in ninety five, yeah. essentially. Do you think though, with obviously Goldust coming in and doing obviously a different slice of creepy, but creepy nonetheless, do you reckon there was enough room for both of them? I think so. I I do. I think you could like you could have two creepy gimmicks at the same time. You know, Undertaker's still there, and he's the spookiest of all the he's boys. He's a spooky lad, yeah. I think you could have had multiple spookies. Yeah. It would have been fine. And he wasn't like, like 
It was it was it was more sort of Cape Theory. So it wasn't like he was a magical spooky boy. He yeah. was just uh, Robert De Niro in Cape Fear, which is a great gimmick anyway. <laughs> just a refined southern gentleman. Just a refined yeah. yeah, that's it. Like honestly, like the bare bones of what Waylon Mercy was is astounding. The guy who gets into the ring, sort of like like hey, I'm a professional. Shakes hands with the ref, shakes hands with his opponent. Bell sounds, beats the fucking brakes off him. Mm. And then, like, chokes them out and then just shakes their hand, shakes the ref's hand. And, like, I love that. Yeah. Just, like, not massive beats, but, like, a nice little bit of character work. Well, we're seeing that a bit with Miro in AEW at the moment, the way yeah. he's, like, forgiving people after he's just choked the absolute bollocks off of them. <laughs> and it's fantastic. Still, what, 25 years later? It's, it's, a, there's, it's a nice energy to have. Like the, the, it's easy win with wrestling when you've got a heel that is justified. In mm. Like they're, they're like, it's. It, I don't like the bad guys. They're just like, I'm a bad guy. Just boo me. The bad, the best bad guys are the ones that genuinely believe what they're doing is righteous, and that's what makes them good bad guys. And Miro, oh Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> now Cody, I think, is about to become the greatest bad guy in AEW oh, history. Yeah, I said Jack seems to think, and this is where like Jack and I have differed because Jack seems to think that oh. Tom, I was right and you were wrong about Cody. Whereas Jack thinks that Cody is... I still think Jack thinks that Cody's a babyface. Whereas like, no, he's blatantly going to be the best heel ever. I think part of it is that Cody's done such a good job of keeping the kayfabe alive, brother. Yeah. It, it is kind of hard to tell, but he's, he's got to be heel. He's got to That be. long cape. <laughs> 30 foot long cape. No no self-respecting baby face comes out with a hot wife in a long cape. Yeah. I'm sorry, you don't. Oh, it's fantastic. It's ever so good. I started. I said this in the office, I started watching Heels this week. Mm. And I love, and, and, and the, an ace, remind, ace spade in Heels reminds me of it of Cody. Sort of this guy that's adamant, they're like, I'm the, I'm the good guy. I'm a great guy. Nobody should boo me. Everybody should cheer me. And like in character, like in, in, in character, like people did love him and then something happened and people started booing him and it was just like he was so reluctant to accept like being a bad guy because yeah. he thought, oh, no, everyone needs to cheer me all the time. It's like, it's, there's, 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 little bits of that little flickers of that that I see which I like uh, Razor Ramon cuts a promo he says Dean has his attention and Razor warns the bookworm forget about your Ivy League education I don't know where I don't know why he's from Jamaica <laughs> forget about your Ivy League education that can't save you when you meet Razor Ramon face to face he's gonna carve you up a bit of meat um, so <laughs> again like heelish but yeah fine yeah, it felt out of place here. But obviously, as we go to see, in a couple of years, it would be prime babyface candidate. Oh, yes, please. He's basically said, hey, you, nerd, I'm going to kick your head in. And yeah. it's like, oh, it's a problem. But I, I, think, I think it's very of the time and very much Vince's thinking, like, ah, oh, the intelligent guys, <laughs> we should beat him off. <laughs> Left wing should be beaten off. That's, uh... <laughs> I thought you said we should beat him off. And I was like, <laughs> well, I mean, what Vince does in his own time with his lads is really owed to him. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Promo for WrestleMania The Special. It's going to run out on Saturday night, September the 30th. You do forget the replays still make money at this point because you can't buy it unless you get the VHS. You can't watch the wrestling, yeah. so stick it on pay-per-view again. Make another bit of cash from it. The big lie, though, where they called it the single greatest event in sports entertainment history. It's barely an event. Mm. <laughs> it's it, barely entertainment. It's barely entertainment. <laughs> I want my money back. It's not in... It was... It was WrestleMania 11. If you watch WrestleMania 11, it's it's something else. It's, it's, it's a very strange show. I think Mongo should have headlined. He was so over. Mm. You can I've see what... several like, times. I've done some bits and some scripts. I did one recently about um, miscast members of famous factions. Mm. And I went for Paul Romer and the Horseman. And in the comments, people say, Mongo. It's like, Mongo wasn't a great wrestler, of course, but he was a huge, hulking, charismatic party animal. Yeah. That's a horseman. That, he was a sports star as yeah. well. Yeah. He, he's prestigious in a different way. He wasn't crisp in the ring, but he had that aura of a horseman. So, yeah, I, I love Mongo. I think that there's a disconnect, I think, with what the horsemen were really for. I think everybody just sees guys like Rick and Tully and Arn and goes, oh, they must just be good wrestlers. Mm. And that's how you get in. Well, no, they're just, as you say, charismatic, big set party animals. Yeah. You know, not necessarily the best wrestlers. Mongo was never going to win uh, Match of the Year awards. No. But had all the ac- Even Ric Flair said so. Yeah. And if Flair says it... And when it regards to the horseman and not much else, but when he <laughs> oh, oh don't don't you helicopter me. Uh, when Flair says you know, if Flair says who should be the horseman, I think that's that should stand to stand to reason. Yeah, I mean Sid was a horseman for God's sake, and he's he's hardly he's hardly uh, George Hackenschmidt, is he? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Um Jean Pierre Lafitte versus Brian Welsh. Yeah. It's been a fun week for Jean Pierre Lafitte, oh, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful time for the one-eyed wonder. It's... Talk us through what... Have you got the, the notes for the the moment in Montreal? I've, I've got an abridged version of this, yeah. All um, right. So they ran a house show in Montreal, which was going to be headlined by Diesel versus Jean-Pierre Lafitte. But Jean-Pierre was like, I don't want to do the, the the job. You know, everyone loves me here and it'll it'll harm us if we if we come back and you know Canada Canada <laughs> Canada. So it ended up being a double count out. But Shawn Michaels 
Shawn Michaels was not a happy boy. Shawn Michaels was um, the the technical term for this night in Montreal. Shawn Michaels was um, a little cunt. <laughs> a little cunt on yeah. this particular night. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, there, there was all different finishes going around left, right, and center. Sean was like, no, no, no. Diesel's not doing the job to this arsehole kind of thing. Obviously, he got on the wrong side of the click in 1995, mm-hmm. which was not a good idea. Um, and then he, after this, it was it was goodbye pretty much. In a couple of months, he got buried, he got slaughtered, he got just ridiculed and... S- yeah, it was messy business. Yeah. So, um, as so Dave describes what went down, uh, saying Lafitte did a ton of local publicity for the match against Diesel. When he arrived, he was told by Tony Guerrero it'd be a jackknife finish. Like, and here's the thing, right? And and I think some of the blame falls on Jean Pierre Lafitte, here, hmm. the future PCO, because you work for the WWF, you know what the machine is like, hmm. you know that Diesel is the hottest babyface on uh, in the promotion. And you're in the main event, as, and you're currently a, ostensibly a heel. Of course, you're losing. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you? And it's the it's the Canada thing. It's this like, why would you assume that like there is this special exception in Canada? And because there's a big wrestling following there, granted. But it was just like he was told he was going to lose. And he went, no, I ain't losing. Mm. Um, he said the, f- f- the finish would hurt him and his future crowds in Montreal. He said he would walk out and not do the match and cost himself the job rather than actually do the job metaphorically. Yeah. Vince had to take a phone call. Vince was at home in Stamford. <laughs> and he had, to, he, had a, he had a phone call from Tony Guerrero going, oh, Vince, got a little problem here, mate. Uh, <laughs> he ain't losing. So Vince had to talk to Jean-Pierre for about 15 minutes and eventually Pierre agreed they'll do a double count out instead. Shawn Michaels, as I say, little cunt on this night because mm. Shawn Michaels is needling Diesel all night, going, "Oh, I'm angry about this. You should be angry about this." As well. Who does this frick think he is? <laughs> Double count against you, the champ. And so Diesel's therefore fired up. Uh, Pierre said he'd do a job for Diesel anywhere except his hometown. Stop me if you think you've heard this one before. <laughs> uh, after the match, Michaels came up. After the match, it happened. Double count out. Michaels went backstage, starts cussing out Jean-Pierre, yeah. going, hey, you're a bad one. My big mate Diesel agrees with me, and all this stuff. There was no fighting. They ended up going the other way, and as you say, this would start to become a... Yes. Easier. Yeah. But, but thankfully, it'd be the last time that WWF would experience any problems with finishes in Montreal with Shawn Michaels. So that's good. <laughs> this would never happen again. No. What a fun time to be <laughs> in the WWF. Fun Lafitte fact. Hmm. Fun Lafitte fact. Um... There was a major story written in the Montreal Gazette this week about Jean-Pierre Lafitte. And again, like, they've really, like, he's gone, I, I feel like Lafitte's gone to everybody and went, this is my homecoming. Oh, yeah, and Diesel's here too. <laughs> um, he said he came up with a pirate gimmick himself based on his life experiences. Saying that when Lafitte was 12, he was shot in the eye with a pellet gun. Mm. Had three operations to save his sight. He has no sight in the eye that he has an eye patch on. Yeah. Bless him. And uh, that's why he decided to be a pirate. Well, I mean, fair play to you. Yeah. Yeah. Art imitate life, all that jazz. Oh, of course. It's, uh, yeah, so Jean-Pierre Lafitte, 
million miles away from that, he's facing Brian Walsh tonight. Mm. And Brian Walsh had a match against Diesel in his hometown and said, I ain't losing. No, he didn't. I've made all that up. <laughs> uh, J- 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 JPL stole uh, Brett's glasses and Brett's jacket this past week. Lawler said Hart should be arrested for littering as he's always leaving junk lying around. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. They did a thing where they've done this a few times on Raw. Again, it's that thing of making it feel like live and anything can happen. They take a phone call from Bret Hart. Oh, they do. Where, on, where was Brad Tom? He was on the set of Lonesome <laughs> Dove, the cowboy drama series that he would pop up in on the regular. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Uh, he was addressing Pierre, saying that he didn't think pirates existed anymore. He promises <laughs> he's going to put the thief in his place. Uh, and then Lawler says, this Sunday br- was Sunday, so Brett and Jean-Pierre are having a match in your house. Lawler says, this Sunday, Brett won't taste Lafitte. He'll taste defeat. <laughs> so was Brett going to eat Jean-Pierre Lafitte? Uh, yeah. He's... You won't taste Lafitte. Nom, 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 nom. Mm, lovely, lovely bit of pirate. <laughs> um, Brett on the phone. It was... <laughs> I love Brett Hart. Oh, do you know what? Oh. You you sound like most Bret Hart fans <laughs> when in that sort of lowering, sort of minor key tone, you go, I love Bret Hart. But until he decided that he was legitimately going to start moaning at Vince McMahon, he wasn't a great promo. Um, he just, just the, the idea of him, just I, he didn't know pirates existed anymore. Imagine this in kayfabe. Someone's like, uh, Brett, uh, a pirate robbed your jacket. And he's like, pirate robbed <laughs> my jacket. And he claimed that uh, Helen Hart made his jacket for him. So that's why he was extra pissed off about it. He was like, oh, my mum made it. I hope she made them for the rest of the heart. (laughs) God, her hands. (laughs) Bruce then going, Mom, I want one. (laughs) Come Ross, come Keith, come (laughs) Bruce. In in the dungeon, there was a little corner for her to do her leather work. She got the sequins, she got the pink frills. We all want a jacket, Mom. Oh, Keith's frills are bigger than mine. <laughs> Fucking heart family. <laughs> I can say that because Stu can't stretch me anymore. Did you notice Vince, notice Vince during this phone call as well? Vince was talking to Brett, but while Brett was responding, Vince was reacting to the... He was commenting. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> it was so strange. It sounds like Tony Norris again. And I mean, I admire Vince trying to, you know, keep that image alive of like, I'm trying to call the match whilst this very slow man talks to me. <laughs> like, and I think that's the thing as well. It's, it's the juxtaposition of energy mm. that... Bret Hart is talking to, well, he, he's talking like a like a guy a bit tired from a film set. <laughs> a guy who's just gone around the corner to have a chat with his boss about something. And yeah. it's like, there's no, like, the one thing I just, like, Bret, when, when, he, when he was told do a promo, he could turn that energy on. Hmm. When he does stuff like this, because he's done a few times when he's done on the phone and stuff like that. God, he just sounds like he wants to be anywhere but there. Yeah. He just sounds so flat. He's only happy when he's in the ring, Tom. He's a, I know, but come on. It's it's all part of the fun, isn't it? It's all part of the package. <laughs> You've got to just give it socks all the time. Yeah. And I was just, the lack of energy, just like, it was, like come on, sell the match. <laughs> I know the match will be fine because you're there. And Jean-Pierre Lafitte and Junior be great, but, you know, just, oh, I didn't really know what uh, Pirates were real. Uh... 
<laughs> he's probably thinking, oh God, he's 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 not going to do the job, is he? With that backstage <laughs> influence, Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Yeah, they both go, well, it's in Montreal, so mm. I can't... Lo- well, one of you is quite a vortex where neither of them can fucking lose. Yeah. <laughs> Pierre, right, back in the match. Pierre does... Um, Pierre beats up uh, Brian Walsh. He gets very little in, does Brian. Yeah. Uh, wins with a cannonball off the top. Uh, before the cannonball, uh, their lovely little touch that Jean-Pierre Lafitte does, he does a special... Uh, pose a special animation special taunt where he um pulls the heart out of brian walsh yeah. which i love i've seen him do it before where the guy's down before he goes with the cannonball he'll reach down like like put his hand over their heart and yank the heart out it's good that he's just like kano from mortal kombat yeah. isn't he? the eye patch ripping out hearts being a bit of a bastard in montreal oh, <laughs> <marks of> kano. <laughs> i remember that night when kano went look i ain't losing the lucan i'll lose the lucan anywhere but i ain't losing the lucan in montreal i ain't taking a fatality from lucaning in montreal it'll kill my draw john what would that look like um it'll kill my drawing power in montreal if i lose by fatality okay well how about you lose via um just regular win no i don't want to okay how about friendship all right i'll lose by a friendship <laughs> friendship, friendship again friendship. Friendship. <laughs> um so yeah so beyond feet bret hart it'll be fine it'll yeah. be all right in the ring yeah. It'll be fine when they get there. It won't be exciting, but it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. It will be fine. Uh, they are reinforcing the ring ahead of Men on a Mission versus <laughs> Yokozuna and Owen Hart. Um, did you recognize who was reinforcing the ring? I did not know. <gasps> Jackins! You missed a lesser spotted Tony Chimmel. What bloody hell? Future man behind SmackDown ring announcing duties. The read it all! So- Oh, was at it with a wrench. <laughs> Wait a minute, Bala. Lo- well, that's not that's, that's not Chimmel. <laughs> oh, it's Chimmel. You um, <laughs> just a five quid. <laughs> we're watching Tony Chimmel with a wrench, tightening the ropes, tightening mm. the ring. <laughs> the night after Finn Balor lost, when the ropes broke, bring him back. Chimmel did it. Yeah. Chimmel! Chimmel! <laughs> you naughty, naughty boy, Tony Absolute Chimmel. fucking scumbag. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so and there's a few times on Raw you'll see Tony Chimmel just on the periphery. Like, yeah. He's keen to ring announce, but he's just kind of doing any and all odd jobs. He's part of the ring crew. He'll, you know, you'll sometimes see him taking uh, ring entrance gear to the back. Like, he just does a little bit of everything so at this just, point. So Tony. He's still in his paying his dues phase. He's paying his yeah. dues, his old Tony Chimmel at this Good point. Luck. Uh, Vince uh, welcomes us to the main event brought to you by Levi's <laughs> they do jeans and shirts and all that stuff I guess yeah. kind of, still haven't got a, a live read script for them also brought to you by Pep Boys yeah they're a, uh, a car repair company. When, when I first heard this, I was expecting Skittles to come back. I was like, Pep Boys. I was like, ooh, Pep Boys. Mm. And, oh. Uh, milk! Oh. It was the way he said it, though. And also by milk. <laughs> like, just, just milk? It was the line which followed. And again, please give Vince, please give Vince some subtitle lines. Brought to you by milk. No milk for your coffee means no milk for your morning, which means... Well, you know what that means, King. What's is 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 he lactose intolerant? I don't know. Uh, what what were we meant? To, what was the takeaway from that particular bit there? Was that him subtly saying to Jerry Lawler, Jerry, you can't just exist on Dr Pepper and fried chicken. Please get something a bit more wholesome into your system, please. <laughs> 
It's the part of the. This is the start of the Got Milk campaign. It's a massive campaign. Oh, huge! It cost mil- they spent millions of this, and it actually inc- encouraged milk consumption across America. I mean, it was so big that even over here in the UK, like from seeing reading comics and magazines, and you get all these different celebrities with the milk mustache. We all knew Got Milk. Yeah, like it was. It was a, an incredible campaign. Did very well. Yeah. Although I don't drink normal milk anymore. No. I quote unquote normal milk anymore. I, uh, I found as I've got older that my stomach doesn't like it so much. So I've gravitated to other types of. Mm. I'm that wanker that will buy oat milk or almond milk. I did. How do you milk an almond? I did have a cup of tea in the office this morning, and we only had oat milk. So that was my. First How did you oat find it? It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I've it'd be. I've had it in hot chocolate before, and it's very nice because it mm. makes it very creamy. But I do, I am like a 1930s strongman in, in, <laughs> in, in, in everything but physique because uh, I, I will I will gladly just drink cow's milk at uh, home. So. What's, which which colour bottle top do you get? Green. I'm, I'm, I'm not oh, you're semi-skimmed. Yeah. Okay. Well, because I was imagine when you said like I'm old strongman oh, type, like oh. pint of whole milk. Just get, get the like, cow and pump it right into my face. <laughs> Literally, oh. I'm just slicing a cow in half and drinking it. <laughs> So, or milk so milk so fresh you got to chew it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I that's what I always imagine whole milk is like. Oh, it's it's bit... just like thick. Like I haven't had whole milk in years. Like mm. I wouldn't. Like I have when I go back to me folks. They only I've, I've started to encourage them to have other milks. Mm. I bought them other milks to try, and it was when I went back the time before last. I bought them hazelnut and some almond milk, and I said try these as an. Like, I'm not one of those wankers that go. You must move away from me. Like, you do you. Live, live and live, live and let live. Yeah. But just, I know that, like, you know, to keep it 100, a lot of my um, digestive problems, probably hereditary. And I know what's worked for me, <laughs> mum and dad. So thanks for, oh, do, weird things that you inherited from your parents. Like, like, not so much, like, maybe characteristics, but definitely sort of body things that you inherit from your parents. Um... Well, it's it's kind of both mixed together. I've got just an irrational intolerance to noise, like my mother. Oh, really? So she can't. She, uh, Why are you I'm, doing this with me? But no, but that's, <laughs> I'm like the noisiest man in the office. Not that kind of noise. Like when I was a kid, mom would be like, "I can't stand the, the noise of you chewing," and I'd have my mouth closed and be the other side of the room. But she had like radar ears. <laughs> You'd be in Berlin, exactly. <laughs> but now I'm the same. I can, you know, hear someone having a hot dog two streets away, and I'm just sat in my <laughs> flat, absolutely seething with rage, <laughs> just like, "Oh my god, were you dragged up?" But, <laughs> So, <laughs> how do you combat your, your chewing noises then? Do you? My own personal ones I are fine. Indeed. Because I know that I can control her. But mm. it's with other things, like it's like dripping taps and stuff like that. It's like if, if there's a dripping tap, unless you're a plumber, you can't control that. And it's, it's yeah, the, the idea of not being in control of your surroundings. But I've got that from my mother because she's a tiny weirdo. <laughs> God bless Mama Jackie. Yeah. Um, my. Um, I know, like, size-wise, obviously, you know, mentality-wise, you'll, you'll laugh at this. Like, my dad has got a small mouth mm. uh, and small teeth. My mum's got a bigger mouth and big teeth. My younger brother has dad's small mouth and small teeth. My older brother has my mum's big mouth and big teeth. What did middle son dickhead get? He got the small mouth and the big teeth. <laughs> 
which led to about 10 years of orthodontic treatment yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to correct the fact that two fucking layers of teeth were growing one on one behind the other. <laughs> See, I, I look exactly, not exactly, I'm you know pretty much just my dad. You could If you put me and my dad next to each other, you're just like, oh, well, they're clearly related. And my dad in his prime was like six foot two. My mum's a very small woman. So I've got all my dad's features, but my mum's tiny little nose. <laughs> I've, I've got a very small... You have a tiny nose. Yeah. I've never spotted before. Yeah. Oh. So I, I, yeah, sometimes it's, uh, it's, it's a bit of a problem with the old sinuses trying to breathe. Oh, no. But it's, it's all right. You, you, you live. That's the main thing. Yeah. You're still here. That's yeah. the important thing. Um, but yeah, so I was so, so, I, was, <laughs> so I, I took back almond milk and hazelnut milk and said, look, these have helped me. Try them. Mm. And I think they, my mum went, oh, this is, yeah, this is very nice. And then next time I went back, like, still the same amount of hazelnut milk in the fridge, the almond milk unopened. And I was like, are we not, are we not biting on this? Oh, we just, we don't think it's for us. Like, oh, oh well. come on. Yeah, Fine. well. It is what it is. It means that it's always there for me. But that's a fun story. Owen Hart and Yokozuna. There we go. Versus Mabel and Moe. Oh. Owen and Moe do most of this, shockingly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's dire straits when you're hoping that Moe is going to have the majority of the offense. You're not in a good place. Oh. Moe Mo actually does a really nice bit where he catches Owen with a running power slam. That's, yeah, I've got and that doesn't right break his head. It was a really nice power slam. Nice. Look at you go, Moe. Uh, the crowd are noisy. I'm not sure if it's sweetened or not. They just I'm, sound noisy. Yeah. I, I didn't notice too much. It wasn't, it, like I said, it was quite obvious in Razor vs. One, Two, Three Kid. It was a very obvious bit of crowd sweetening for the Bob Holly hot tag mm. earlier on. But here it was, I think they were a bit more rowdy. But the booking was very strange. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, from in terms of the crowd and stuff, they didn't get behind anybody till Yoko got in. Yeah. Yokozuna seemed to be like the the big tag they were building to yeah, for a lot of this. Is that the vibe you got? Yeah, it was it was strange because it was a heel on heel match. Mm. So obviously Yoko and Owen spent most of the match as the faces in peril. And then halfway through, they swapped. Mm. And then they were the heels who were dominant and men in a mission were the faces in peril. And it was just it was a very, very strange dynamic. Nobody wins when it's a heel versus heel match. No. I, I think you've just gone for like the the freakish attraction here. Yeah, of, you really have. Like getting those bits where Mo and Mabel fight, and uh, when they do, uh, it's it's certainly intriguing. Yoko and Mabel bringing the crowds alive when they get fighting. Mabel hitting a flying clothesline on Yoko. The camera shakes as Yoko <laughs> hits the ground. <laughs> I put giving Kevin Dunn a really good idea. Oh no. <laughs> The Genesis. <laughs> this is where it'd be, oh, that's good. Actually, if I bring the camera up and down, it looks really exciting. Yeah. End of the match comes and Cornette distracts the ref, allowing Yoko to drop a beefy leg on Mo. Beef. A beefy leg. Gets the three. Mabel storms off, seemingly leaving Mo behind in mm. sheer frustration. This isn't the end of Mabel and Mo, is it? <sighs> Are we bothered if it is? I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not. I was just thought, is this, is this where we say goodbye to my movie? Thoughts on the the battle of the colossi? I thought this was all right. It did the job of making the champs looking strong, which mm. is obviously the main thing. Um, and the crowd, when it was eventually Yoko versus Mabel, they, they were making noise for it. Yeah. I mean, I think I would have been like, look at the size of them. Just just start smacking each other, please. Get the size of that hammock. But it was all right. There was, yeah, a few bits 
considering the limitations. There was a bit where Yoko broke up a pin. I've got it here. So slow it looked like he was running underwater. He was just like, <laughs> I was like oh, hold that. Two, is it? Oh, I'll be there in a minute. Come on. I'm on my way, love. He might, he might have been underwater. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, they're not, they'll never be, they'll never be uh, mistaken for cruiserweight speed. Oh, definitely never. Not. Uh, a Sean and Diesel promo ahead of In Your House 3. The time for Trash Talk is over on Sunday. They promise to become tag champs in Michigan. Uh, if Ace is the place, give Big John Madden a call. When all is said and done, we're coming home with all the hardware. Mm. Uh, this is a nice line, I thought. I, I, yeah, I, lo- I love Kevin Nash. Yeah. I just got here, Nash is boss, I don't care. <laughs> he's He's just... When they let when they let them go yeah. and have these promos and let him be a bit more we, we, Nash. We were saying this last week, yeah, when, when Vince hasn't got his sticky little fingers quite all over Right him, up him. Then when you let Nash be Nash, it's fine. It's a good time yeah. had by all. Uh, Vince speaks to Yoko Owen and Cornette post-match in the ring. Uh, Cornette, you know, we've had all the, we've had some great catch lines so far uh, due to that attitude. Uh, chaps all the straps Cornette going this Sunday there'll be two fellas that are yellow it's not bad that fighting words Cornette tries to sow the seeds of doubt between Diesel and Shawn Michaels reminding them last time they were together they fought like divorcees (laughs) claiming what a pittance claiming that (laughs) both would rather save their titles than their friendship and I like that that's true they kind of they kind of pad out the rules a little bit of the the match here where they say like if if Yoko pins Diesel, then Diesel becomes... Uh, so Yoko becomes the WWF champion. Mm. Sean retains his IC title. I hadn't really thought of that before. I just assumed that both belts change and go to the other according sides. It yeah. was interesting, the terminology. They were like, if Yoko gets the pin on Diesel, he becomes the world champion. If Owen gets the pin on Sean, intercontinental champion, because that's how we see his level, unfortunately. Mm. I think Cornette did also say, or it could be, you know, it could be world champion too, but mainly the intercontinental title. He gravitated towards the intercontinental yeah. champion. Like he didn't, he didn't even for a second hint that Yoko might become the intercontinental champion. Did you see what Yoko was doing during this? So obviously he just kept shouting, Banzai! <laughs> but at one point, he just kind of like pursed his lips together and was going, <laughs> Just packed. He was just flinging spit in the air onto his own face, which made him look feral, and it was pretty cool. But at the same time, I was like, Yoko, what are you doing? Yeah. I didn't know, like you said, was was he completely just out of it, or was he just like, oh, I'm going to do something that's quite intimidating, which is covering myself in phlegm? I imagine he was just knackered. Yeah, probably. Like, he was, he was this, he wasn't in the greatest of form at this point, was no, Yokozuna. No. So consequently, I think that he was just probably knackered from running around the ring. He had two rather beefy bits in this match. <laughs> I mean, we've had, I've seen matches with Yokozuna during his run with Owen Hart, where Yokozuna, like, has got into the ring, and he's literally leaning on the ropes. Like, the walk to the ring has done him in yeah and it's like god bless owen hart who had to like who was really just having to carry so oh, much god, yeah. in that team because yoko's role was so limited by this point uh jerry lawler we come back from the final break and jerry lawler makes the royal prediction this was worth hanging around for he says yoko will become the wwf champ for a third time glad we came back from the break for that yeah. uh we find out that next week I'm up for this next week. Post in your house, Bulldog versus the Undertaker. Fucking get in. What is this? I will have a bit of this. I'm having that. That's a that's a cracking. I'm trying to remember if they if they've rumbled before. I don't know if they have. Probably not. Because probably not actually. Because when Undertaker was heel when he first came in, mm. 
Bulldog. Was Bulldog even in the company at the time? 1990? Yeah, yeah, he was, was still, he there. still there. Yeah, yeah, just their paths just didn't cross. And then, yeah, obviously they both became faces, didn't they? This is mm. the first time Bulldog's been healed since the British Bulldogs, I think, so... It's Yeah, this will probably likely be the first time. Very, very intriguing. But that is next week. We have the small matter of In Your House 3, the triple header main event. Let's go through the card for, for the In Your House watch along. Uh, so we've got Waylon Mercy and Savio Vega. Mm-hmm. Talked about that. Very excited for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Psycho Sid versus Henry Godwin is on the card. Oh, some of that good old American slop. Bring some of that good old American slop with you, boy. <laughs> uh, Bulldog is going to be facing Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, give me that. That's all right, innit? I love Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, yeah. two big lads clattering each other. That'd be good. Uh, Dean Douglas faces Razor Ramon. <laughs> Uh, there'll be some caveats added to uh, this match down the line, I do believe. Mm. Um, Bret Hart uh, facing Jean-Pierre Lafitte. That'll be fine. That'll be a good little yeah. collision. Uh, and the main event, all the straps on the line. Diesel, the WWF champion. Shawn Michaels, the WWF Intercontinental champion, facing a Yokozuna and Owen Hart, the WWF Tag Team Champions. Very, very nice. That seems like a fun card of wrestling action. We will do a watch-along for that one, which you'll be able to literally just download from the place you get this one from. And it's just just Jackins and I talking over it for two hours. I'll, I'll have a wee beforehand this time. You can go for a wee during. It's yeah. fine. I can... I, I mean, yeah. you're our consummate pro. If you went for a week, I'd be bollocked. But <laughs> I'd just be like, oh, hello. <laughs> You'll be fine. This man fighting. I may, well, I may have to, I may have to give you a trial by fire and plan a wee midway through. Do it. <gasps> Bring it. Oh, there we go. That's, that's something to hold water for. <laughs> oh. Thoughts on Raw this week? Better than last week. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it, it was, even though it was the go home, they were, the hard sell was more natural. It wasn't just Todd being a knobhead, being like, hey, you gotta buy in your house, kids. And mm-hmm. the, you know, no, Dadinsky and Vince was not more laid back, but just less on the nose. So I, I found that it felt more like an episode of wrestling rather than an advertorial. Yeah. Um, but I, I, will, I will be sad to say goodbye to um, the goth on the fourth row, who oh. this week I realized she was wearing a black veil. Oh. And that's how we do it. So we barely knew you. We, well, it, we still we did reach out and say if you were the goth on the fourth row, we'd like to hear from you. Jackkins in particular would like to hear from you. Yeah, like, like, make make a, make a young man's a young small nosed man's dream come true. <laughs> Your small hey, look, it's nice. Your small nose and my tiny hands make a good combination. Yeah, that was something else I inherited from my parents. I got tiny hands, gay hands, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, this will be good. So so my hands are tiny, right? Compare the state of that. The state, <laughs> the state of that. That makes you really look big, though. I mate, my my pecker is massive, <laughs> and it's not because of me hands. That's right. So we're back next week for a watch along of In Your House Three. Until we are back together, what are you working on this week for Cultaholic.com? Uh, are you writing any special lists that we can reveal? I I'm I'm doing I'm doing a big boy at the moment, which we can't reveal. <sighs> But it, it, it's another... Uh, you were the boy, if, if people missed it last week, you were the boy behind the big boy, which was every WrestleMania match ever ranked mm. from worst to best. Mm. So is this a bigger boy than that? No, it's not a bigger Com- boy than that. Comparable in size? It, oh, it's, 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 it is. It's not quite... It's nowhere near as long, but it, it is going to be... It's vast. It's, yeah, I'm girthy. Gonna, I'm gonna have to bring in some honey for Adam Pacitti's <laughs> vocal cords. Oh, yeah. that 
That's it. Work the man. Work the man. <laughs> that's what we like. So you can't reveal it there. No. Oh, that's fine. That's but before fine. we go, I, uh, me being rude, what did you think of this week's Raw? Oh, I forgot to tell you. It yeah. was all right. You yeah. know what? There are, there are some lovely little peaks and troughs from doing Monday Night Raw in 1995. And this one, not a bad episode. I feel that they eased off from last week, as you said. Mm. Last week was just like, felt like a panic based on the appearance of Nitro. And you know what? They're not going to smash Nitro with what they've got, but they're working with the tools they've got. I'm excited for a fresh new set of tapings. Yeah. Because that always seems to bring them alive, albeit briefly. Like, we're at the point where we're sort of like at the back end of some old tapings and something about fresh tapings that really invigorates, mm. reinvigorates the crowd, the wrestlers. So, because a few of these guys on these tapings, this would be like their third or fourth match oh God, of yeah. the day. Yeah. So there is something I'm excited to see some new tapings post in your house. Definitely, yeah. Very much so. Very up for that. In terms of things for this week, um, Desert Island Graps featuring MLW star Calvin Tankman Ooh. is on the cards. That, that's that's happening at 9pm tonight on day of recording. Mm -hmm. So that's a nice thing that's going to be a thing. Uh, the classic Nitro review is a watch along of, of Fall Brawl 1995. Oh. War games between Team Hogan and the Dungeon of Doom. War games! War games! So Sam will be back with me for that one later on in the week. Uh, and, oh, this is cool. So a Desert Island rap special on Sunday featuring uh, Artif Nawaz, comedian and presenter from the Test Match special. Very, very nice. Big cricket, big cricket guy. Also a big wrestling fan. So we have a chat with him on Sunday as well. Uh, other things, obviously subscribe to the podcast feed to see them before everybody else. And until we are next together talking old bollocks from the new generation era, he is at Brad Atkins on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. I've <laughs> <laughs> just blown out everyone's ears. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Love you, boy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.